everybody, this is Pretty from It's a Pretty Chat video series and podcast series. My guest today is a finance executive who loves to create. When she's not crunching numbers, she's flirting with colors. She began her art journey by walking into an art store 15 years ago. Today, she continues to walk into art stores and art conventions as a creative instructor. She is known for her mixed media art style. Please welcome Sharon Brandon. Hi, Sharon. Welcome. So happy that you are on It's a Pretty World. Um, you know, everybody out there is waiting to hear from you, know more from you. Um, so even before we start into dwelling into the art world and stuff like that, tell us something about yourself. Sure. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, what can I tell you about myself? Um, I've a, I'm a wife. I've been married for 12 years. I have two rescue dogs and I live in New Jersey. I live right outside of New York City and I work in financial services. So I've been doing that for about 23 years. Um, I've worked at a bunch of different companies. I worked at the New York Stock Exchange and I'm pretty busy during the day during doing that. Wow. Wow. Financial. Like it's it, that's two world apart, finance and art. How, how did that, how does that work? I mean, uh, it's really busy. Um, so I think it's really nice for me to come home at night and get all of my stuff done. I usually don't get home until like seven or eight o'clock. Sure. And I take a little time every night with a cup of tea and I sit in my studio and, you know, even if I'm not creating a project, um, tidying up or playing with color so it's a great way for me to relax at the end of the day. Sharon how do you I mean do you craft every day you said you come back you almost come back at seven eight in the eve in the night so I'm guessing you work far away from this place where you live so you're commuting longer. It's not not a terrible commute I really live about eight miles outside of Manhattan so sure um, it's not really that bad. Okay. Um, I just wind up being at work late sometimes. Okay. But then you come back and then you do you art do you create every day? Usually I do something in the studio. Like I'm working on a lot of um I'm sure everyone has this issue. I have a big list of all the online painting classes I've signed up for over the past few years. So right now I decided that I would try to work my way through those a little bit. So for painting, um, I have a separate like painting area in my studio. I might just come in and paint for like a half an hour every night. And it's just something to, you know, not have to think about numbers, I guess. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, it's all, we all need a a let out. And of course, art is a very good form of uh, let out. Um, You have been crafting now for 15, 20 years, am I correct? Probably, yeah, since about, I think when I moved back to New Jersey from San Francisco, um, a little store opened right down the street from me in 2004. So um, I saw the sign coming soon. It was a craft store, a rubber stamp store. And I, of course, went in there to take a look and took my first class there. Oh, that's in New Jersey when you moved. That was in New Jersey. So so when you were in San Francisco, were you not crafting? Is that something that you developed after coming to New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know that much about it. I mean, I always liked doing art. I like drawing and painting. You know, it's not something that I never really got into after high school. I think I took some classes. 
So it was nice to see a shop. Um, I never thought about like taking a craft class or a card making class. And like that would be something fun to do like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night after work. Um, and then I started taking classes like maybe once or twice a month. Sure. So it's really nice to just sit down and relax after work and, you know, sure. create relax. something. That's wonderful. So what influenced you to come into paper crafting? Um, paper crafting, I, I, you, I heard you say you love to paint and you love to color. What brought you to the, uh, the, craft, the, the card making world? Uh, like I said, I took the card making class and the first stamps that I used were Hero Art stamps. So like at that time there were a lot of a lot of floral designs. So I remember making cards, um, you know, and it was like at the time we were using like markers to color the stamps, um, like directly on the stamp and like spraying them with water um, and sending them to my grandma and she loved the cards. So I used to send her a card like every week. And, um, you know, then I just started making more cards and sending them out to people, which is much better to get in the mail than a bill when you get home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you, it's basically you're constantly doing it over and over, and that's how you probably developed your card making skills and you brought it to the stage where it is right now, isn't it? Talking about influencing, I, I asked you a question, what brought you into card making? Are they any specific people who influenced you along the way? What influences you? How did it influence uh, and to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, I think as far as like, as you can see, I do a wide range of techniques now. Um, the biggest influence probably would be my mom because she always encouraged us, you know, do you want to try this? Um, you know, give it a try, maybe you'll like it. Um, but she never really pushed us towards something. so always like explore it see what you can do how far you can go if it's not for you there's always something else right yeah so yeah. well all the moms out there this is such an encouraging thing thank you for the encouragement that you give each one of us and i really really appreciate um, do you does your art to you how does it relate to you and does what do you aim to say through your craft is is there something that you that you say i mean is there a story behind how you craft or how you make stuff no i think the um common theme throughout you know cards that i make especially now and paintings is bright colors like that's something that makes me happy hopefully it's something that gives other people joy Sure. Um, you know, and like I said, I usually make the cards, yes, and I do make things for design teams and other stuff, but I try to send them out. Like, I'll take a batch of cards with me to work, and while I'm eating my lunch, I'll address the cards, send them to somebody who might need, like, a little extra encouragement for the week. Tell us how, so this is something that's, it's always, even for me as a beginner, as a person who's just coming into the art world, you know, I'm constantly wondering, how do I get my art or my crafting techniques or who I am be exposed to people so I can get opportunities to develop and to grow and to be a part of the industry, not only as an artist, but as uh, an enabler, you know, a, a creative enabler, one, and two, um, 
even as a designer, for, for example, to design for a company like you do, how, what did you do to seek those opportunities? Or did you do something different? What exactly did you do? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've done anything really different than most people do that are on a team. Um, you know, I find companies that I like, like I'm always looking, you know, for something, a new company. If I see like an illustration style that I like, I'll buy some of the stamps. And I think the more that I use the stamps and especially now with social media, um, you know, when I first started, there wasn't Instagram. So the more I use the company, sometimes the companies will reach out to me and say like, do you want to guest design? And that's always a starting step. Um, I know, especially with Simon Says Stamp, there is a Monday challenge, which I'm on. There's also a Wednesday challenge, which is more of a card challenge that I used to be on. And I got noticed there because it was entering the challenges. So just kind of like participating along with challenges of companies you like or using their product and sharing it on social media. I think that really gets you out there. Yeah, so you, it's, it's trying to be mindful of exposing yourself and not limiting yourself with what you do. Is, is that what I'm understanding here? Right, like for me, I, I mean, I don't use every company. I, you know, I tend to kind of go in waves where I'm really into something for a while, I'll use it. Um, uh, like I've always been into Tim Holtz basically since I started crafting. Um, and I did do a lot of online things he used to have the 12, the 12 tags. So every month there would be a tag with the technique and I actually would make the tag every month. So it was a great way, number one, to learn and two, to play with all different kinds of products. So you, is that something you would tell people out there, beginners out there and people who are listening to us mm -hmm is maybe focusing on one thing and doing one thing right versus spreading yourself too much. Like for example, for you, you said focusing on just a couple of companies versus doing lots of, and many of us are culprits of that, that we do, we are so distracted by so much out there. We want to do everything and probably end up doing nothing. So, is there something that you would say otherwise not to do it that way, right? Yeah, I feel like I get distracted too. Um, and it might come down and maybe we'll get into this later, but I do a couple of, you know, classes every month. And when I teach, it's usually a theme. So I kind of do stick with one company or one theme for designing the classes. So that might just be on my desk and it's what I'm using. Um, you know, I think it's always great also to try out different styles, but I usually, like I said, stick to the same company. So even if I'm doing different styles, it might be with the same types of images. Sure. Um, you know, and I think it's important when people make something, um, you know, I know people are get hesitant to share things, but always share it on social media. I think people, especially in this community, are really encouraging yeah. and you know, that's how companies are going to see what you're making. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is so true. I totally agree to it. Mm -hmm. um, for all of you out there who are watching this video and listening to us on podcast, it's a good thing to remember that the, the, the place that we are as artists, the network of artists is a kind community. So putting it out there without hesitation 
is a good way to get your art out there. Is that something that you would agree to, Sharon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I do make cards, but I've done, I mean, I noticed like uh, different artists following me. I've done a lot of online painting classes. So I'll post things there, like a lot more on my stories, but the people that are doing the classes will notice, you know, what has been posted. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a good way to connect as well. Absolutely. I, I just heard you say a couple of seconds ago, a few minutes ago about your style and maintaining the style. So tell us about your style. What I know you are looking at all the work that I've seen in the social media. I see a very heavy hand on mixed media, but I want to hear from you. What do you call your style? How did you develop it? And how did you bring it to be what it is? Um, yeah, like I said, when I first started stamping, it was kind of like take the markers, color on the stamp, everything was like an image, a sentiment, really clean and simple. Um, I think a lot of my cards still remain that way. Um, but I always like to mix backgrounds. So you'll notice probably if you look at my Instagram feed, a lot of colorful backgrounds. Um, and I'm always trying new products, right? So I do love mixed media style but I might do it with Distress Ink, which is one of my favorite products, or Distress Oxides, but now you have sprays, you have texture paste, so anything that's new, I'm one of those people, like, I wanna try it, I wanna play with it, I wanna see how it works, um, just from teaching, that's the kind of thing I like to do in a class, so people can come into a class and play around with all the new products, so um, I think the style evolves, like, as products evolve, my styles evolved over the years. Of course, of course. Uh, we all do, right? I mean, the more we do and the more we do stuff constantly, our styles do evolve and do develop a lot. So tell us a little, I, I do know you give classes um, at, is that is that the ink pad at New York City? Yes. The ink is that the only place you give classes or are there other places that you give classes to? I've I'm actually teaching two classes and I've taught for the past two years at um, Jen Cherkis's event, Crop on the Cape, sure. which is almost sold out or might be sold out by now. And that's coming up in March. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a huge event. It's a weekend long event. Um, you get a crop space for the weekend. And then there's lots of different teachers to teach classes. So I've done that. Um, I taught my own event uh, in Bayonne, right near my house for the holidays where we spend a whole day and we just make Christmas cards. So there'll be a lot of different stamp companies involved and it's just a whole entire day of creating. So that's an event I've done three times as well. Sure. And how often do you do classes at the ink pad? And is that, I'm guessing it's only for people in living in New York or is it open to anyone, anyone like a retreat? Come. No. Um, it's any, you know, a lot of people have come. I've done a class there for a group of people who requested a class when Distress Oxides came out, they were visiting from Brazil. Sure. So pretty cool, this is just their own private group. Um, I've done classes for people at their homes before when they've asked, um, but generally I just teach a class once a month because I do work full time. Yeah. So um, once a month there'll be a class and I try to rotate it between maybe one month it's just a card making class with coloring and you know some basic techniques and then the next month we'll do a more technique oriented class okay and that's usually where i like i use a lot of the tim holtz products or ranger products and 
we really like dive into techniques. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. So is there, how do people know when you give classes? Do you have a newsletter that people can sign up to? I do on my blog. Yeah. Okay. It's Sharon Brandon at type, uh, typepad.com. Um, I also put it on Instagram, so it's just at Sharon on Instagram. Sure. And um, the ink pad will also um, let people know on their site. Okay. So, so for all the people uh, watching on YouTube, I will have all the links to the places that Sharon just mentioned in the description box below. And for the people who are listening to us on the podcast, go to my website, itsaprettyworld.com, and I will have all the links to Sharon's blogs and newsletter where you can sign up for her newsletter and her classes out there. So you can go up and sign up for her amazing uh, classes as well. You know, does your, when you make cards, do you always make a card with a purpose in your mind or do you just start making one? How do you start making a card? Um, it depends. Like if I'm using, say like a set that might have like a sentiment and an image that goes together, like something like with a pun, um, obviously I'm going to use all of that together. Um, if I'm just using a sense, like a sentiment set, um, I might think of, okay, like, how can I make a really colorful background? Like, what products do I want to play with today? And then just put the sentiment on it. Sure. But I guess it really depends on, I guess, how I'm feeling that day. Okay. And so you basically let your imagination take control and then also sometimes the stamp talks and dictates what you should be doing. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I might make, I might take out a stamp set and try something and it's not really like what I like and I'll put that paper to the side like yeah. maybe I'll make a background and then I'll put that aside and then I'll make a different card and like a month later I'll find that background in the pile of backgrounds and it works to, for a totally different purpose sure it's always good to keep those around you never sure. know Talking about art and style and mixed media, and I know you do a lot of technique-based classes for Inkpad. Mm -hmm. How do you come up with ideas for techniques? You know, I mean, newer techniques. How how do you develop these new technique ideas? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of, especially any artist for Ranger, um, when they put out new products, they're going to go through and give you some ideas, like here are things you can do, here's how the product works, like I think you have to know the chemistry behind the product. Um, and I'll just take out a bunch of like either like watercolor panels or if it's alcohol ink, like Yuko paper panels, and just start experimenting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes things work, sometimes things don't. Uh, one of my most successful classes was an alcohol in class, which I taught last year at Crop on the Cape. And I also taught it a few times at the ink pad where the people just came into class and made, I think we made about 20 different tags, wow. like as a reference book, just to um, have it home and say, okay, this tag was made by doing this technique. This tag was made by using lifting this tag was made by using blending solution or whatever it was so um those classes those are the ones i really like to do cheryl and before we wrap up i just have one more question to ask you is how do you um inspire people 
to do what you do and how not what you do exactly how do you motivate people through your art um whether it is for them to develop as artists or just to be a part of what you can share what you share yeah i think it's um it's a pretty easy answer i do like sometimes get messages like how do you do this how do i learn to do this how can i get better at like a certain technique and it's really practicing it's like well if you've done it like twice and you don't like it it's not like you really didn't try it out so if you really want to learn something like take a hundred pieces of paper like you know cut them up and practice the technique until you get you know that's when you're going to get your own style yeah um you know i know people come into class and they'll try something once and especially with the technique and they're like mine didn't work and you're watching what they're doing and i'll give them another piece of paper and they're like no that's okay and i'll say really just try it again and they'll do it again and they're like oh wow like that's you know that's the one thing i missed like when i was doing it yeah you know you get a lot of instruction you're trying to think about 10 things at once to do one technique and something gets lost so it's really comes down to practice sure sure here's a here's a completely different question is mm -hmm. does your husband art with this craft with you <laughs> no, he, he sports he watches every any and every sport so yeah we'll usually eat dinner he's like i'm gonna go watch my my show or my whatever game is on and i'll come in my room and do whatever i'm doing sure so for all the listeners and viewers out there if you're husbands especially if you're wondering why your wife is buying so much craft is because you're watching sports all the time <laughs> <laughs> well sharon i so appreciate your time and uh, and everything that you shared today and it, it's so Thank inspiring you. and for all the people listening to this um the, to, to this broadcast and for people viewing it on youtube make sure you visit the uh, visit Sharon's blog. All the links are in my YouTube description box below. And for people who are listening on the podcast, you can go to my website, It's Pretty World, and get all the links there. And please, please, please go visit Sharon's. And if you can ever take a class, please go take a class too. She's an amazing teacher and an awesome artist, a beautiful person. One quick question, Sharon, do you do online classes as well? No, I don't. <laughs> and I, I don't really think that would be something I would have time for at this point. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But regardless, she does have classes where you can virtually, you can go see her and, and learn from her physically. So um, thank you again for stopping and viewing this video with us and for listening to us. And thank you so much, Sharon, to be a part of this as well. And I really hope the best for you. And we'll see a lot more of you everywhere this year and more years to come. Thank you so much. It was great speaking with you. Thank you.